Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Talos of Tech live on Twitch. Today we're talking M1X Mac Mini because there's been some renders dropped from Front Page Tech as well as uh, renders by Ian, who has been like crushing it lately. Holy crap, that guy's got a lot of work laid out for him. Yeah, Starlink was acting up during the countdown because you know what I realized it was? The Ethernet from my router was still plugged into the 24-inch iMac. And because I wanted to set up my different reaction uh, angles today, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go back to streaming on the iMac Pro. Also because the 24-inch iMac sucks and I don't want to look at it anymore. So I had to. I, re I remembered. I was like, why is OBS lagging so much? And then I was like, oh, crap. Ethernet. That does make a difference. So I switched Ethernet to the iMac Pro. And then it was perfectly stable. So Ethernet makes a bigger difference than many of you would expect. But 100 bits from Expos 1. Thank you very much. It's great to see Marquez on the podcast. Do you still talk to Prosser? Not really. Uh, there was... I guess kind of somewhat of a falling out when we were asked uh, when we were basically he was not paying many people that were doing work for him. And I told him to contact the people he was not paying and be more vocal about it. And he heard me and said, yeah, that's a good idea. And then he didn't do anything. So <laughs> after that, we haven't really talked since then. But um, obviously, a bunch of news comes out from FPT pretty regularly. And people ask on Twitter from whatever uh, what my thoughts on it are. And this one, I think, is very, very interesting because there's a very obvious and blatant um, missing piece to this puzzle for those who missed it this is what the renders are looking like from the m1x mac mini which is apparently thinner it has a plexiglass top so not a metal top anymore not sure how i feel about that um plexiglass is not um a very premium luxurious look or feel but i guess it's a mac mini so you don't need to hold it or whatever and they also included on this one the magnetic power attachment which is right next to the gigantic power button it looks kind of comically large in my opinion but yeah um it's interesting to see them bring that to something else because apple had to very intentionally design this new power cable that's on the 24 inch iMac to be magnetic and also allow for data pass through so this updated power connector does not just transfer power it uh, transfers pretty high bandwidth because this is uh, the ethernet uh, for your iMac if you want to have an ethernet connection um, to your 24 inch iMac it has to go through that power cable which some people like like Mr. Nick Ann Sweeney who enjoys making his desk set up with his iMac as clean as possible so he likes that but then again we have the ethernet port right here so <laughs> it's kind of a weird leak in my opinion because the idea of making this over-engineered, super-powerful uh, power cable that also can transfer data through one port, and it's also not USB-C. It's, you know, it's like the headphone jack. It's round. Um, I believe you can plug it in in any number of ways, but also having Ethernet on top of here. And on top of that, there's one huge difference that I've not seen anybody talk about in these renders, okay? I have not seen that many people talk about. I want to see if uh, people in the chat have brought it up. The Type C ports are too close. Yes, that uh, that I will agree with. Uh, looking back at the render, um, for whatever reason, renders by Ian does great work. For the record, I'm not trying to dock uh, Ian, but these ports are so dang close together. If you tried to plug in like one Thunderbolt cable here, there are several Thunderbolt cables I can imagine that would not be able to plug in all four. So I don't know exactly what the leak is or what front page tech is being fed information, but th I don't think they got a picture of the port layout. And I'll tell you 
precisely why now. Okay, get a good look at this. Pay attention to the details. And now look it away from it for a second. Just look at me. Okay, don't look at the render. No one has brought this up. Front Page Tech didn't bring it up in their video. Mac Rumors didn't bring it up. 9to5Mac didn't bring it up. Apple Track didn't bring it up. Sam didn't bring it up on AppleTrack.com. Where is the headphone jack? Now look back at the ports in your mind. Where did the headphone jack go? Where is it? Is it by HDMI? Is it by the power button? Keep in mind, to this day, since Apple ditched the jack across all of these different things, they have never ditched the headphone jack on a Mac before. Even the 24-inch iMac, which is super-duper thin, still has a headphone jack on the side. And the last M1 Mac Mini had a headphone jack. And specifically because no one in the forums and no one from this report or by Ian or anything has mentioned that this render has no headphone jack, I don't think they actually saw whatever their leaks are. They may have been told by someone that the updated Mac Mini is going to be smaller and has four Thunderbolt ports. But I don't think they've seen a picture of the back because I personally don't believe that the M1X Mac Mini, the more pro-class Mac Mini, the higher-end one that's supposed to have more ports, supposed to have USB-A and USB-C and HDMI, I don't think they were they were doing this just so they could ditch the headphone jack on this model, but not the M1 Mac Mini. I don't think that was intentional. If it was intentional, more people would have brought that up. If it was intentional, it's kind of horrible reporting, in my opinion, to be like, by the way, they ditched the headphone jack on this one. This is the first Mac that doesn't have one, which I'm fine with, by the way. I don't use the headphone jack very much. But if you're going to have an HDMI cable on a Mac Mini, there's really no reason to get rid of the headphone jack. The ports layout look fake. Yeah, the Thunderbolt ports are way too close together. There's just very little belief in my mind that this is how the layout is going to look, partially because there's no headphone jack, and I don't believe that... If Apple was interested in ditching the headphone jack, they would ditch it on something like the MacBook Air or something like the 24-inch iMac where they're literally switching to external power supplies and doing crazy thin designs and the headphone jack just doesn't fit anymore. Yeah, Katrina Bryce would say, I use the headphone jack for external speakers. As I'm sure most people with the Mac Mini would, there's less reason to keep the headphone jack on the iMac than there is to keep the headphone... There's tons of reason to keep the headphone jack on the Mac Mini because it doesn't really have much of a speaker system. It has a tiny little internal speaker, but it's not good. I've heard the Mac Mini speaker myself. You don't want to use the internal speakers on the Mac Mini. On the 24-inch iMac, though, those speakers are pretty great, and those are desktop-worthy to the average consumer. I could totally understand why Apple... If they did want to ditch the headphone jack, they would ditch it on something like the 24-inch iMac or a MacBook Air. Because they're like, eh, these are not the types of devices you want to use external speakers with. Plus, the placement of the headphone jack on the 24-inch iMac is horrendous. And it looks ugly, in my opinion, to have the giant cable hanging out the side. Um, so I'm pretty sure they just put it there in case someone wants to use their cheap wired headphones with the iMac. I don't believe they're thinking, well, audiophiles want to use the headphone jack. It's like, it's a 24-inch iMac. If you're going to keep the headphone jack, you're, you want to do it on something like a Mac Mini. So I believe that the render was just so preoccupied on laying out the ports differently with USB-A and Thunderbolt 3, which all vertically like this do not make sense. This <laughs> These ports are way too close together. They would not fit. 
Um, I can actually think of several USB-A accessories that if you plugged them into the USB-A ports here, it would prevent you from being able to plug in things. I don't even think manufacturing-wise it's that possible to put all these ports next to each other. I don't think that's, from a manufacturing standpoint, doable, especially when you have so much space off on the right side here with HDMI and Ethernet and stuff. These could all be spaced out differently. So I don't believe the the port layout of the leak. Um, the plexiglass and the Mac Mini being thinner and stuff, that I could maybe understand. Switching to the iMac power supply cable, uh, kind of pointless, but okay, I get it. It's not like your Mac Mini is going to get unplugged all the time, but I, I guess Apple likes their MagSafe stuff. Um Audiophile speakers wouldn't even use the headphone jack anyway. Well, kind of, yeah, but I could still understand audio de audio department wanting to use the headphone jack. I could say the same thing about HDMI. If you're using a real high-resolution monitor, you do it over Thunderbolt. So why include HDMI? Well, because that's a universal standard that a lot of monitors use. So that's why. Same thing with the headphone jack. Um, again, I'm not the type of person to say the headphone jack needs to stay. I just have very little belief that... Um, Apple would intentionally leave it out on the M1X before everything else. I don't think the M1X Mac Mini would be the first Mac to ditch the headphone jack, especially when it's trying to revive all these legacy ports simultaneously or just bring them over from the last one. Uh, making the cutout is possible. Uh, installing the actual Intronics for the port would not would be very difficult, if not improbable. That's what I mean. I, I understand that cutting a hole is not impossible. I'm just saying, yeah, the electronic layout of having four thunderbolt ports that close together just look at the uh here I'll, I'll pull it up for you if you look at the back of my imac pro and how those ports are laid out they're spaced quite a bit apart from each other let me find a good picture one where you can see it a little better this is the back of the imac pro you can see they have like a whole USB-C's worth of width b between each port. And this is an iMac Pro, right? This is big. This has a monitor in it. It's got a chin there. It's got this huge thermal architecture on the inside. And those are how they space out the ports. There's really no reason um, on the M1X Mac Mini for them to keep them that close together and also ditch the headphone jack, which I don't understand. I genuinely think the people who made the render and the people reporting on this just literally did not notice Everyone was so distracted on putting the Thunderbolt ports back that no one noticed the headphone jack. <laughs> Would Ethernet be gone for empowered adapter one for people that use Mac Mini and racks for 10 gig network? That's the other part that doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Like, I could understand some people in the chat were saying dual Ethernet support, which I guess some people would use if you wanted to be connected to multiple servers. Um, but yeah, they do have an Ethernet port here, but this power cable allows for Ethernet pass-through. The only downside to that is if you have Ethernet pass-through, that means that this Mac Mini would have an external power supply, as in a big brick, just like the 24-inch iMac. Personally, I'm not a fan of that. I've seen some people advocate as to why, oh, you know, I don't mind having the brick lay on the floor, and that makes the desk look cleaner in my setup. I'm like, eh. I just, I've gotten so comfortable with computers between Mac Minis and iMacs having internal power supplies um, and that being a lot more simple for your cable management, just have one cord when you take it out of the box. When I unbox the 24-inch iMac, you got two separate power cables now. And the whole process is supposed to, it's so simple. You just plug it in and it starts working. Now it's like, plug this thing into this thing and then plug this thing into the iMac. And then you got to set all these things up. I don't know. I just, I'm not a fan, but Apple could 
choose to go that way. They're like, we can make the Mac Mini thinner if we have an external power supply. I'm not a fan of that trend. But, yeah, technically you could have dual Ethernet. One into the Mac Mini, one into the power supply. Ugh. What do you think of the iPod 20th Anniversary Edition? Uh, I think it's a stupid rumor. I I don't <laughs> I I want the I've wanted the iPod to die for many years now and I think Apple's just too afraid for the headlines to say iPod discontinued and that's why they haven't gotten rid of it but um I'm all in favor of trying to keep the desk clean. I'm in favor of keeping everything clean. I'm not in favor of keeping the desk clean if it, it results in making the cable management worse. That doesn't really fix the problem. It just pushes it somewhere else. That's like saying my desk would look better if I put my Mac mini on the floor and just had the monitor on the desk, but then on the floor, you gotta, you gotta reach under the desk to access all the ports and stuff. No, thank you. I, I would rather them get, make everything smaller, not take everything out and put it on the side. It's like, you could have a really thin monitor if you just throw your Mac mini on the ground. Uh, I don't think Apple would put the ethernet in the power bit for this one, mainly because it's not as thin as the iMac and it also supports 10 gigabit ethernet, which would be Easier going straight into the mini, so if you can fit it in, save some cost, why not? Obviously, it would be saving cost for Apple, not the customer. Well, that's important, too, because if Apple can save money, then eventually the customer can save money. But I could definitely see them just adopting the magnetic power connector just for the sake of we can, and there's no external power supply. I agree, especially if you're going to have Ethernet here. Um, I don't see the point in having an external power supply, but... Apple just is proud of this new connector they came up with on the 24-inch iMac. And they're like, let's just use that on something else because it's cool and we like it. And it's easier to plug in than the old power connector. So, okay, no issues there, really. Um, but I do think that the layout of the ports is almost certainly wrong. And I do think that the M1X Mac Mini will have a headphone jack and that the guys who re made this render just kind of forgot. That's what I'm. That's what I'm guessing it is, because <laughs> I haven't seen that many people reporting on it. And I think that would have been a much bigger deal if it was intentional. If they did intentionally leave out the headphone jack, they probably would have said a bit more about it. Why HDMI? Can't you use a Type C to HDMI cable? That's how I feel, but that's not how Apple feels, I guess. If if this was in Drew's control and I was the one designing the M1X Mac Mini, I wouldn't keep USB A. And I wouldn't keep HDMI. I would just be like, as long as I get four Thunderbolt 3 ports, I don't care. Because those ports can do everything. I can do everything I need to with four Thunderbolt 3 ports. And I can turn one port into all of my old legacy ports with a single adapter. So the only reason Apple's keeping these old ports is because some people want those. And the Mac Mini is meant to be an alternative for a lot of people and have some additional I.O., so it sounds like that's one. Of, that's going to be one of the advantages. If you do care about legacy I.O. and you're having more ports and being able to tap in via HDMI. Um, oh, HDMI 2.1 can't be done over Thunderbolt. But I don't think the old Mac Mini had HDMI 2.1, did it? HDMI 2.1 is 48 gigabits per second. Thunderbolt 3 is 40 gigabits. Well, that's assuming this is HDMI 2.1. We don't know for sure that it is. It might not be. Um... Four to six Thunderbolt 3 ports is enough, to be honest. It is, but if you're a futurist like me, you don't mind adopting to a new standard. Someone like me, when you find out that there's a better port or a better standard out there, you're just like, okay, cool, sounds good. I'll take the new standard. I'll buy new cables. I'll buy new accessories. 
And, but some people aren't like that. Some people want to be able to use their old legacy hardware. They want to be able to plug in their printer or plug in SD cards, which is definitely weird that they don't have an SD card slot on the Mac Mini. But to be fair, I don't think even the older Mac Minis had one. So hearing reports that the new MacBook Pros are going to have SD card slots come back, but not the Mac Mini is definitely weird. Um, same thing with the 24-inch iMac, because you could you could easily, no problem, fit uh, SD card slot on the 24-inch iMac. And I agree with Randy from the Tech Podcast on that one. If, you can, if you're going to justify that the 24-inch iMac needs a headphone jack, then I don't see why it can't have an SD card slot. It's the exact same argument. If Apple's logic with no SD card slot is, well, there's like wireless options now and you can plug in via USB-C, then there's no reason to keep the headphone jack either. I'd be like, okay, if you don't want to keep the headphone jack, uh, if you don't want to keep the SD card slot, why keep the headphone jack? Um, There's not a single display that requires HDMI 2.1, only if you want to connect to 8K TV, but who connects a TV to a Mac and not just an Apple TV? Yeah, I agree. HDMI is not there just because 2.1 is faster. It's only there because the Mac Mini is intentionally keeping around legacy I.O. for those who want it, which I don't think is a bad thing. Options are good. Um, If you don't care about those ports, just don't use them. I'm not against them including legacy ports for those who want them. I'm just saying for my my personal workflow, it doesn't make a big difference to me. Um, But I will say having HDMI... As uh, if this, if the M1X Mac Mini ends up being my next Mac, my next big upgrade from my iMac Pro, then having the HDMI port is not bad because it allows you to ha- retain more Thunderbolt port availability. So if you can use the HDMI port on your Mac Mini, that means you have four vacant Thunderbolt ports that you don't have to waste on power or video output. You can reserve those for, well, you can use external extra monitors on top of the HDMI port, or you can use them for CFast card readers, SD card readers. You can plug in whatever you want to, whereas if they were to just scratch HDMI, now one of those Thunderbolt ports has to be a monitor. So it allows for more usability, which is why I'm not going to complain about HDMI sticking around or HDMI coming back to the MacBooks. For those who want to use it, great, as long as you're not taking away from my Thunderbolt ports. That's what starts to annoy me a bit. Um, because I've seen a lot of reports that you know new MacBook Pros could be shipping, not shipping, but being unveiled at Quadruple UDC with the M1X chip, which I'm excited for. We don't always get hardware at Quadruple UDC, so if we do get it this year, M1X Mac Mini I think would be top of my list, like most exciting for me. The MacBook Pros I'm kind of mixed on because I'm not terribly interested in the Thunderbolt ports getting downgraded which sounds like might be a possibility so it sounds like they are bringing back the sd card slot and hdmi which is kind of cool for those people who want to use them and the reason i didn't mind apple ditching it was because i thought there was going to be better wireless standards we could all switch to by now and the truth is apple hasn't done much work in that regard i wanted apple to open up you know airdrop to third parties and allow us to start wirelessly sending uh, videos from our cameras to our laptops, but that didn't really happen. And yeah, I'm all about Thunderbolt port priority. So four Thunderbolt ports on a Mac mini is good enough for me. I could live with that. Uh, whatever else is on there is just bonus because I do use hardware like my microphone that's plugged into my iMac pro right now, the cable, this microphone came with, I'm using it as a mixer right now. The cable that this mic came with is USB a on the other end. Now I'm not a big fan of USB a, but I don't mind having to just... I have USB-A ports on the back of the iMac Pro, so that means this old legacy hardware, 
I can actually take advantage of the legacy ports on whatever Mac I'm using. So if there's some USB-A ports on the M1X Mac Mini, I can use those, and then I have more Thunderbolt ports available that I can use for high bandwidth stuff. Um, and on top of that, it sounds like the M1X Mac Mini might just have two or three Thunderbolt ports instead of four. I'm not a fan of that personally because that's great that you want to bring back HDMI, and that means people can tap into an HDMI monitor pretty easily. I've seen that use case talked about pretty regularly. People are like, I want to take my MacBook to school, and I want to plug it into a screen for uh, my presentation or whatever, and now I have to bring around an adapter if I want to plug into the projector or the whiteboard or whatever with an HDMI cable. If I had the HDMI just built into the laptop, I wouldn't need that extra adapter. So I get that usability, but I can turn any Thunderbolt port into a million legacy ports. And as long as I can charge from either side, I guess that's important to me. That's one of the reasons I prefer the iPad Pro over the MacBook Air is because I can charge it from either end and the MacBook Air doesn't do that. So if they downgrade the Thunderbolt ports on the MacBook Pros, I'll be less interested just because, well, for one, I wasn't really in the market for a laptop anyway, so it's not like a big issue for me. But either way, I don't want the number of Thunderbolt ports to go down. That's part of the reason I was not super happy about uh, the IO on the 24-inch iMac is because they didn't increase the number of Thunderbolt ports. I'm okay with legacy ports going away, as long as we increase the number of uh, Thunderbolt ports. And the I, the previous generation iMac, the non-refreshed one, the 21.5-inch iMac, that had two Thunderbolt ports for years. For like five years now or six years now, I think, it had two USB-C Thunderbolt ports on the back, but it also had four USB-A SD card slot and Ethernet built in, internal power supply and all that. And the new iMacs come out, and they're all USB-C, and I'm fine with USB-C, but they didn't give them four Thunderbolt ports. They just gave them slower speed USB-C and only two. So in my opinion, that's like an objective downgrade in I.O. I don't really see how you can view that as an upgrade in any way, unless you're Nick and you just wanted Ethernet to be in the power supply <laughs> and you throw that on your cables on the floor, I guess. That argument, I guess you could look at it as somewhat of an upgrade, but... I'm fine as long as we get one on each side so I can dock it and charge from either side. Yeah, that's the biggest one for me. Thunderbolt, HDMI, but HDMI doesn't... Yeah, Thunderbolt can become HDMI, but HDMI can't become Thunderbolt. Exactly. That's why I would much rather have a MacBook with four to six Thunderbolt ports over a MacBook with three Thunderbolt ports and HDMI in an SD card slot. It's like I can... That Thunderbolt port can be whatever I want. Um, two Thunderbolt ports and an SD slot on one side, MagSafe, Thunderbolt, and HDMI on the other side. Stick an Apple Silicon processor in there, and it would be the best laptop they've made since 2015. It's not for me, but I could understand, yeah, a lot of people preferring that. I'm just the type of person that would rather have Thunderbolt because I can turn that into anything and make it more versatile. Um, but yeah, I agree. Bringing back the legacy ports, and a lot of people seem to not like the touch bar. It sounds like the touch bar is going away. That's another thing I'm not excited about because... I really loved the touch bar, and I don't get to use it regularly. But when I had a MacBook, I used to use the twenty. I used the fifteen-inch MacBook Pro from twenty sixteen for like a year, and I loved the touch bar on that thing. And that was one thing that I hated about switching to the iMac Pro is I didn't have it anymore, and um, I really miss having a touch bar. And it sounds like they're just getting rid of it for good. I understand why they're getting rid of it because most people don't like it, but it's one of those things that I really utilized and I really appreciated. So. I'm 
personally a big fan of touch bar staying. Like I wish it could be an optional thing at checkout. Like, okay, if you want to save money and get a MacBook Pro with just normal function keys, that's fine. I wouldn't mind that. Um, but also at checkout, let someone spend an extra $300 to incorporate the touch bar. I would be the type of guy to spend the extra $300. I'm like, yes, that's a lot of money, but I'm going to use that touch bar. I love the predictive text. I love the emoji stuff. I love the uh, Final Cut timeline scrubbing, and I love being able to just swipe the volume slider or the brightness slider instead of having to press it over and over again. I don't care for the button mashing part of it, so I love the touch bar. I don't even need the escape key. That was never an issue for me. The touch bar never froze up or acted up on my end, but um, I can't have everything I want, so I'll just have to take the L on that one. Um now that the Mac Mini is rumored to have M1X, we'll be using that as your main machine, or are you waiting for the iMac 32-inch? I'm waiting for Mac Pro or potentially a redesigned iMac if they make it look good. I'm guessing they won't make it look good, though. So I will definitely try out the M1X Mac Mini. I I don't know if that will be my main machine, but I'm very interested. Um, the only scenario I could see myself going with the M1X Mac Mini is if... A couple things happen. For one, the bigger iMac is ugly, as in has a chin or white bezels. Either of those is a no-go for me. Um, even if it had black bezels and a chin, I wouldn't care for I have that. That's what I use now, is black bezels with a chin. I'm, I'm not going to upgrade just so I can have the same-looking iMac again. Okay, that would be a no-go for the iMac. And also, if the new Apple Silicon Mac Pro, which I've gotten more interested in the more I've talked about it, because... There have been several times where I'm like, I want to get this video up, but it's still exporting, and I would like to export faster. And I'm sure the M1X is going to be faster than my iMac Pro, but whatever they put in the Mac Pro is probably going to be faster than the M1X. So if I'm going to make a big upgrade, I want to make it for a good amount of time. So I want to get a decent amount of overhead. If the new Mac Pro starts at 5000 or lower, then I would rather opt for that than the M1X Mac Mini. But there's possibly a chance that the Apple Silicon Mac Pro still starts at $6,000 and still ships with 256 gigs of storage, and it's still very expensive. I'm not willing to spend like seven, dollars $8,000 on my next Mac. My sweet spot is somewhere between like 4 and 6 6 kind of being the maximum. I can supply my own monitor. I don't care if the M1X Mac Mini doesn't come with a monitor or the Mac Pro doesn't come with a monitor. I have monitors to tap into. But the main thing for me is performance boost, and that's only if the redesigned iMac still looks ugly. Obviously, I would rather have a desktop all-in-one. I prefer all-in-ones. I just am sick of looking at the same old all-in-one for over a decade now. I've been using this same iconic you know, iMac look with the chin and the black bezels, and I'm looking at the 24-inch iMac right here, and this is a downgrade to me. I'm like, that looks worse. I've had it on my desk now for a while now. It hasn't grown on me. There's still light bleeding in from the edges, and I have this extra line on the side. If you like the 24-inch iMac design, I'm super happy for you. I hope it works well for you. I hope you enjoy it. I'm not rooting for other people to not like it. It just, I would be lying if I looked at this and said it looks good to me. It still looks gross. Um why make it uh let's see i be, i do believe there may be an option to continue using a usb c to charge but at that point why make a dedicated charger yeah i i don't know why they would take away the option to let you charge via usb c what about the m1x macbook pro 
Only, like I said, the reason I'm not super interested in the M1X MacBook Pro is because I don't want to downgrade my I.O. from four Thunderbolt ports. All the other ports I don't care about. You could get rid of all my USB-A ports. You could get rid of the SD card slot, the headphone jack, Ethernet even. I would be okay ditching. Um, I probably shouldn't be, though, because Starlink seems to work a lot better over Ethernet. (laughs) But uh, all I care about is retaining four Thunderbolt 3 ports. That was the reason I went from my 15-inch MacBook Pro in 2016 to the iMac Pros. I could still keep four Thunderbolt ports, and I had a desktop all-in-one. I was like, cool. I got my four Thunderbolt ports. I can do everything with that. And I don't want to I don't want to spend um, a bunch of money on something that doesn't retain those. And it sounds like the new MacBook Pros are not going to have four. Broman says, you're okay with paying 5K uh, more for a non-upgradable Mac Pro? Doesn't seem like a good deal to me. <laughs> I have never cared once in my entire history, Broman, about upgradability. And I'll tell you why. It's because it's never made a difference. I would much rather just get a computer that's faster than I think I need than a computer that I can upgrade because you can only upgrade so much of a computer. Um, And I don't like having big towers. I don't like having big boxes sitting at my desk and having to plug in the monitor to power and the computer to power and having these things act separately from each other. My dream, my number one priority is still to have just a almost bezel-less, you know, black bezel, pro-display-looking Mac, and the whole computer's on the inside, and there's no chin, and that's it. One power cable for the entire machine. That's still my dream. Um, I don't care about upgradability because... You can upgrade one thing, but then your old SSD is still going to be dated and your GPU is still going to be dated, but you can update just the CPU and then you're going to run into issues with something else. And I would much rather put that money that I spend on upgrades towards a whole new machine that's going to have newer, better SSD, newer, better GPU, newer, better CPU. Like, I'm an Apple guy. You can't be an Apple guy and care about upgradability. (laughs) That's never been on the forefront. I bought an iMac Pro and this thing has been fantastic. I have almost no complaints with this thing other than the design is kind of old and it's kind of traditional. And I was hoping to get something faster than the iMac Pro that looked better from the front in particular, not the side, not the back. The front looked better. And I haven't gotten that yet. So that's why I'm still uh, hesitant to switch to Apple Silicon. And also because I know for a fact the M1 is not faster than my iMac Pro. I did a export speed test with my iMac Pro versus the 24-inch iMac, same video on both, same length video, same export settings, same everything, and I compared... Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The, bo- the both of them. And the iMac Pro was still quite a bit faster than the 24-inch iMac. So I was like, okay, fans don't make a difference. <laughs> it's like, I reviewed the M1 MacBook Air, and that doesn't have any fans in it. And it was a bit slower than the iMac Pro, but still pretty close in terms of boot-up times and app launching speeds and real-time playback in the timeline. The M1 is still better in all those categories, but export times, iMac Pro still comes out ahead, and that's kind of the most crucial uh, metric for me because that's how long it takes for my videos to get posted and uploaded. Um and I was thinking, okay, I reviewed a MacBook Air with no fans. Now I've got an M1 with two fans inside. Maybe this one could outperform my iMac Pro. That was in the back of my head. I was like, maybe the M1 is really good and faster than the iMac at exporting. And I just haven't gotten the fan version yet. So I set up everything. I closed all the other applications and I did the export test. And I was like, the the 24-inch iMac actually was a bit slower Ratio-wise, it wasn't an apples-to-apples comparison because on the MacBook Air, I did a 5-minute video export, and I on the 24-inch iMac, I did a 10-minute video export because I thought that it would make sense to have a longer video export because now we have the fans, so we can see how the M1 performs with prolonged uh, high performance. It's not just a real quick, like, uh, export really fast. It's got to deal with the thermals and deal with kind of a bigger file. So 10-minute 4K at 60 file on both... M1 actually took seven minutes longer than the iMac Pro um, at an export test, whereas MacBook Air, with a five-minute export, so granted, not apples to apples, it took two and a half minutes longer. So if we were to scale the MacBook Air uh, to longer, which it's not linear scaling, I know, but a a 10-minute 4K at 60 video on the M1 MacBook Air should have taken five minutes if it was linear. Because it's not linear and because of the thermal limitations, it's probably longer than that. But all I'm trying to say is my comparison between the M1 and my iMac Pro, the fans made no difference, which confuses me even more as to why Apple thought that the 24-inch iMac needed fans. If this is supposed to be the consumer-grade entry-level model it's meant to be like the everyday person. You can put it everywhere. You can put it you can put it in your living room. You can put it in your kitchen. It's meant for, you know, great Zoom meetings and FaceTime calls and the basic stuff. Then why are we putting fans in this thing? Right? Like the M1 definitely does not need fans. I know that for a fact now. After doing high intensive editing on it and export tests on it, the fans do not make a difference. 
If they do, it's very small. It's probably going to export things like a couple seconds faster to have fans. And it's not a performance-driven computer, especially given the I.O. So I don't get it. Why not just not not include fans? Maybe it's just the mon- the panel itself is too hot. I don't know. Maybe that 4K panel creates too much heat. Okay. Um, let's see. I seriously don't get this argument. You're okay buying an adapter to split a Thunderbolt port into multiple other ports, but if it's stuck with only three Thunderbolt ports, you won't buy an adapter to make it four? I can't make it four. You can't turn three Thunderbolt ports into four Thunderbolt ports. You can buy an adapter to connect to one of those three USB ports that will give you an extra two or even three. You're assuming you can just infinitely make more Thunderbolt ports from Thunderbolt ports, which isn't true. You can make them more USB-C ports, but you can't make them more Thunderbolt ports. Thunderbolt allows for the high data, high bandwidth transfer speed. I just don't want to downgrade the the better I.O. That's all I'm saying. Um, Let's see. Bringing MagSafe back to the MacBooks makes zero sense. You lose charging from both sides. The cable can't be removed from the adapter. So if the cable breaks, you have to buy a new brick for over $70. Remember, eco-friendly, um, and it's a single-purpose port, and even if you can remove the cable from the brick, that would mean the other side is USB-C, so why make a new connector, more e-waste? I don't. Th- I think you're assuming a few things that aren't necessarily true. I believe that you will be able to remove it from the power adapter, and I still believe you will be able to charge from either side. I, I haven't seen a super concrete render of the new MacBook Pro that definitely shows there won't be a way to charge it from one side or the other. From what I've heard, you'll still be able to charge from either side. But um, let's see. Laptop isn't always going to be plugged in. 99% of the Thunderbolt monitors in existence do power delivery as well. Do they? Really? Have you ever used a 16-inch MacBook Pro editing, importing, and exporting videos? Uh, The battery lasts two hours tops. Yes. I have used it. And the battery on any MacBook Pro or Air tanks whenever you do something power-intensive. Even with the M1, the battery goes down pretty quick. Uh, There really isn't that much of a difference between having three USB ports and having four. Even if you bought a MacBook Pro today and used it to do all of his videos, one of those USB ports would constantly be taken up by the charger, so it's not like it would make that big of a difference. Well, one of them would have to be a quack-quack adapter, and then I would only have two left for non-quack-quack accessories. So... The more I use the Quackcock adapter, then the more I have to keep using USB-A. Whereas if I just have a bunch of USB-C on the back, I can just switch everything over to, you know, my MagSafe connector is USB-C, um, charging the keyboard and mouse is via lightning to hopefully USB-C. I don't want to have to keep using USB-A if I can avoid it. Um, and then the cam link can go through USB-A, but I would prefer it to go through USB-C. Um with charging from one side only meant that there's only one MagSafe port on the MacBook on the left side, and if they include only the MagSafe cable, you can't charge from the right side. As long as there's still a way to charge from the right side. I'm not the type of person to complain that they did, they didn't include a USB-C charger. Like, I'm the kind of guy that's, like, I have USB-C chargers around. And to be honest, if you're thinking about buying the next generation MacBook Pro, you probably have a 
USB-C charger around anyway, and you can use that. You, it, even if it's a $100 charger, it's a you're still spending like two grand on a laptop, okay, for like your desktop setup. I don't mind having to spend an extra 100 bucks as long as I can still charge it from either side. If MagSafe is just there as my desk charger, and then I can have a USB-C charger that I take with me on the go because at my desk I don't need it to charge from left or right. I, I'll just dock it in one place. Then that's fine. But I guess if I put it on my desk, the MagSafe would always be occupied. I just want to, again, with a desktop, I have four vacant Thunderbolt ports. None of them are monitor. None of them are power. I can just use them for data transfer and external high-resolution webcams and microphones and chargers like MagSafe and uh, Lightning for my stupid keyboard accessories and all that. And I don't want that to be downgraded. That's all. That's all. I think there needs to be more aggressiveness to phase USB out. It needs to go. I agree. I despise USB-A. Of all legacy ports, I want that one to go the most because it's symmetrical but not reversible, and I think that's one of the dumbest designed ports in history. HDMI, at least, can only be plugged in one way. You know, you can look at it and look at the cable and be like, okay, this has to plug in that way. It's got the little indentations on the side. So I don't hate HDMI as much because the port is designed a little bit better than USB-A is. USB-A, people still waste time every time you have to look at the inside of the USB-A to see where the little plastic edge is and go, oh, okay, I got to plug it in that way. I don't have to do that with HDMI. Drew, you could get a Thunderbolt hub, which charges the laptop, gives you all the legacy ports and even some Type-C, and gives you your Thunderbolt 3. I have that. My adapter does that. I just don't want to have to use it. I don't want to have to spend money on something I'm not going to utilize. Like, I reviewed the M1 MacBook Air, and after reviewing that, it was very abundant to me that I do not need a laptop. The iPad Pro is good enough for all of my laptop needs. Um, There's not a running number of situations where I need to edit a high-resolution video on the go. I need to take this Final Cut project to my couch. I need to take this Final Cut project on vacation. That's not been a use case that's come up a lot for me. So I'm not... I don't see the point in spending a a bunch of money on a laptop that's going to have a high-resolution display, come with a keyboard, and I already have a keyboard, come with a trackpad, and I already have a mouse, and I'm probably not going to use that trackpad as much. So if I'm just looking for a desktop machine, I would much rather take the M1X Mac Mini because it's I can almost guarantee you it's going to be cheaper. It'll be cheaper than the MacBooks because it doesn't come with a keyboard, trackpad, battery, or display. And I have monitors, I have keyboards, I have power, I don't need all that stuff. Um, so that's why M1X Mac Mini is on the top of my list. But the Thunderbolt adapter thing always looked clunky to me. Obviously, if, doggle, if dongles can be avoided, I would prefer that. Um Micro USB is way worse than USB-A. Yeah, it's bad, but it's not nearly as uh, universal. I don't see that many micro USB-A. I feel like that has been phased out pretty well. I don't see my... I'm trying to think of the last time I saw micro USB on something. Like new. I know micro USB is on a bunch of old stuff, but all of the old companies that used to ship things with micro USB have kind of all switched to Type-C, so it's not as... It's not as present as a problem as USB-A is because USB-A is still being shipped on things. And obviously, when we look at things like the uh, Mac Mini M1X leaks, it's still here. So even on upcoming products, it's still being shipped. And I'm just like, we need it to die. Please kill it. 
kill it. Um, so I disagree that it's used on more things. We bought a new doorbell for our house just a couple days ago, and it still has micro USB to regular USB. I feel like that's not as commonplace as like Apple hardware. It's on like cheap, crappy accessories, but it's not on like Apple first party stuff or Samsung first party stuff. At least there's only one way to plug in micro USB. USB A can't say the same thing. USB A people still are like, which way do I plug it in? How do I do it? I don't see micro USB on much, especially in the Apple world. I was really hoping the 16-inch MacBook Pro would get six Thunderbolt 3 ports, but oh well. I would love that. Why has there been such hesitance to bring more Thunderbolt ports? I would be totally fine with that. <laughs> you could charge. You could have high-resolution monitors plugged in and a high-speed CFast card adapter all plugged in at once, and you don't need a big, a gigantic dock plugged into the side at the same time. Is there going to be another standard port? after the Type-C? I hope not. I don't think that's the goal. I believe that USB 4 and Thunderbolt 3 are the same shape, so the idea is to switch everything to this before wireless. Like, it's supposed to be the last port. USB-C is the connector shape that's supposed to be, like, the, the end of everything. If you still need a cable for something, use it with USB-C until we can do wireless completely. That's what I believe the end goal is. If Apple starts switching everything away from that even, then I'll be annoyed. I'll be like, okay, we give up. On the desk, a USB-C monitor would charge your laptop, and the only reason people want MagSafe back is I am blind and tripping over cables, but you don't trip over a cable that is on a table, only when traveling. And people like to take as little cables as possible with them, so one USB-C for all devices instead of USB-C and MagSafe. I agree. Apple needs to work on a way to make it easier to travel with all of your accessories. Like I still find it annoying that the iPhone uses lightning and my iPad uses USB-C. Like when we watch, sometimes me and my wife watch TV shows and movies and stuff in bed. And my wife still prefers charging her iPhone with lightning. So she has a lightning charger right there. And sometimes when we're watching something in bed, the battery starts getting lower. And I'm like, there's an Apple made cable right here for my wife's iPhone and I cannot charge my iPad with this cable. Despite this being the latest generation iPad, this is the most up-to-date, like bestest, most newest generation iPad Pro you can get. And this is the the current iPhone charger. This is like the most up-to-date iPhone charger. And I cannot plug this into this. Like that still seems stupid to me. And I know it's a complicated thing because people are like, yeah, e-waste and oh, it's going to get messy and people have to buy new cables and stuff. But I'm like... At a certain point, we got to admit, like, we can't just keep cables around because people don't want to buy new ones. That's not, that's not sustainable. That's not going to work long term. <laughs> Otherwise, we never would have switched to Lightning if that was our mindset. Um, USB-C is a shape, but typically will only adhere to the USB protocol, which is exactly like a normal USB port. Thunderbolt has 2 to 4x the Thunderbolt plus a ton of other features. Yeah, that's true. Um but it's it's inevitable it's inevitably going to happen when you come up with one connector that's meant to replace everything you're going to have some connectors that can do more than others it doesn't make sense to put thunderbolt 3 ports on all our smartphones like that's going to be overkill what annoys me is that there's the normal micro and mini usb and windows laptops have either of those 
I haven't seen that many Windows laptops, I guess, because I don't see that on PCs like at all these days. Not cutting any ports. I love ports. My mid-2012 has them all. You know of that time. Yeah, I just like that one Thunderbolt port can bring all of those back via an adapter, I guess, which is not ideal, but we're only going to get more accessories and more microphones and more cameras shipping with USB-C if Apple stops allowing people to have the backup. That's why I'm not really in favor of having all these backup methods. It's like, okay, while they're there, I'll use them, but on new hardware, new accessories coming out, yeah, let's switch everything over. I remember when I was young, I thought Lightning and Thunderbolt was the same because they are both are named after the Lightning Bolt. <laughs> yeah, it gets even more funny in the EV world. We have the Chevy Bolt and the F-150 Lightning made by different companies. <laughs> it's amazing how many different products we still have the Lightning branding with. Yeah, it's 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 a big mess, but I think USB-C is the solution, and the sooner we can get everybody on it, the better. Work laptop has two USB-C, two USB-A, a barrel charger, headphone jack, HDMI. Yeah, that sounds like most of the Windows PCs I've seen of today. I don't see mini USB or micro USB on most Windows laptops that are coming out now. I see it on older stuff, though. Um, let's see. Bluetooth speakers, dog collars, doorbells, remote controls, battery case. I've not seen a single remote control. Uh, every remote that I've seen that isn't the Apple remote has double A's. Keyboards, etc. all use micro USB. What are y'all using? I've not seen these. For regular consumer products not made by high-end companies. Yeah, so the cheap ones. The cheap crap uses it. But the stuff you can buy at Walmart or Target, micro USB is everywhere. Well, yeah, it's it's cheaper than USB-C, but that's what you're going to get when you buy like the cheapest cheap accessories. So I should invest in a hub. Dongles are a bad look. I guess if the hub looks good and is portable, I guess. Uh, there's nothing horribly wrong with hubs, I suppose, but I don't I don't like the look of it either. It looks too fragile to me, especially on laptops. We heard you didn't like USB-C, so introducing Lightning 2 now on everything. I would like Lightning more if it was Lightning on either end, but they never did that. It's always Lightning to USB-A. So I got to... That's always kind of fueled my hate of lightning is I have to still put up with the stupid USB-A port on the other side. Whereas USB-C is finally a connector we can have on both ends. You can plug either end into the device or the power adapter and it doesn't matter. It goes backwards. And I'm like, thank you. That's what I want. This is the future. This is, it doesn't matter which end of the cable goes where. You just plug it in. You don't have to think about how you plug it in. It's reversible. goes on either side. Lightning never reached that point. So it makes me like it a lot less. Some power banks still use micro USB to charge. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm just saying USB-A is still on a lot of flagship high-end hardware, and it shouldn't be. Uh, micro USB is on the real cheap entry-level stuff, but Apple's not endorsing that, so they're kind of the leaders in the port in the port world. Get the exact cables you need then from now on, USB-C to you name it. I know, and some are confusing. Like this old mic I have, I have yet to find, like, I don't think this is mic or USB. I think it's, like, mini USB. Like, USB something. I don't know what the shape is, but I've yet to find a cable that's this port to USB-C. So until I get a new microphone, and I've had this microphone for a long time. I think I've had it for, like, eight or nine years. So I might replace it eventually. But hopefully whatever my next mic is is direct to Type-C. That would be nice. 
work mouse has USB-C charger at the back of the mouse, actually better than the Magic Mouse. Well, at least you could at least charge it while using it, but yeah. The USB-C connector is only a few cents more than micro-USB, so even cheap manufacturers, please stop using it. Well, they they need to shave off every penny they can. It's not a matter of how much more USB-C is. It's just what's the cheaper one. Yeti Blue has mini USB-C at the mic. Wait, mini USB-C? That's not a thing. Mini USB-B. Weird. This is unrelated totally, but are there any wireless keyboards that come with the USB dongle, like wireless mic? What do you mean? A keyboard that comes with the dongle? I don't know what you mean. I hope not. That sounds weird. Uh, the new Apple TV and new Apple remote both ship with lightning to USB-A, which adds to my theory that they were supposed to come out a long time ago, pretty much since last March. Everything new Apple has introduced has come with lightning to USB-C. Possibly, but there's really not a way of ever knowing for sure. It's also just Apple probably having a big stockpile of lightning to USB-A cables that they're still, you know, they have a huge supply chain of those that they can keep shipping. So it's possible that the Apple TV was ready to ship a while ago, but we'll never know for sure. But yeah, I, I don't, I would be totally fine if Apple just got rid of the lightning cable from the Apple TV box, but shipped it with an HDMI because that's something you definitely have to use with the Apple TV that I don't think is as plentiful as a lightning cable. Lightning cables are, for iPhone users at least, pretty plentiful. They're kind of all over the place. Every time you buy an iPhone, you get a new one. Or a entry-level iPad, you get a new one. And they've been shipping lightning cables for how many years? It's not like they were shipping it for a bunch of years. It's not like they were shipping HDMI cables with the Apple TV for a decade and then just recently decided to remove them. They just like have not been shipping them for forever. Um, also has the HomePod in the box. Wait, what? What's the difference between mini USB and micro USB? They're different connectors. Uh, I agree, it's confusing. I don't know why they decided to do that. The universal serial bus is, I believe, what USB stands for. And the idea when they created USB was to make like one port that could do everything, but then they made a bunch of different versions of USB. And I was like, oh. it kind of defeats the purpose of having a universal serial bus. But USB-C feels like it's actually trying to achieve that vision. Now they have a connector that can do everything. It can do audio, it can do video, it can do power, it can do data. So we've got a connector. We just we need more companies being a team player on it. And even Apple, I don't think, is being that great of a team player on it. Apple was just waiting for the 24-inch M1 iMac to release to unveil their white bezel TV monitor, of course. That was the plan all along as they needed a white bezel TV. Lightning was introduced in 2012. Yeah, it's been almost 10 years now. So it's been around. Uh, can Apple start selling the Touch ID keyboard separately so that when I get an M1X MacBook Pro, I can use it when docked? I hope they start selling it separately, but I'm guessing the reason they haven't is because the compatibility of it is probably just too confusing. Apple doesn't want to... They they don't want to have to sell a keyboard that says at checkout, like, make sure you only use this with an M1 Mac. That's going to be kind of odd odd, and probably hard to understand for certain people. So I could want them to be like, let's just wait until we have Apple Silicon on the entire Mac lineup, and then we'll start selling it separately. Or Apple might be weird and just be like, no, you can only get it with the iMac. Sorry, that's it. There's certain things Apple just has always refused to sell separately. We don't really know why. Yes, 
every Twitch stream ultimately will attack white bezels. That is that is our destiny. There's no way around it. Yeah, I wouldn't expect Apple Glass announcement at, at June 7th. Don't count on it. Um, if we do get it, I'll be very shocked. But I'm I'm definitely not anticipating it, despite what Prosser said last year. <laughs> that we'd be getting it in March or whatever. Oh, man. It's funny how people forget everything. People always just are like, oh, let's pretend that didn't happen. If you ignore all of the incorrections... <laughs> Do you think they will be able to get a Touch ID keyboard as an add-on with the M1X Mac Mini? Ooh, that'd be nice. I want that to be a thing, but they've never... Do they, like... Let me play around. I guess you guys can follow along. Let me play around with the checkout page of the Mac Mini. Has that ever been, like, a checkout thing where you can just add a keyboard as you're buying it? It's for the entry-level model, but this one's also all black. You know, the website's all dark and epic and stuff even though it's not the Pro. Okay, so if I choose an M1 Mac Mini, is there a keyboard at checkout? No, there isn't. What's in the box? If I hit Add to Bag, all the essentials. Yeah, get a $30 HDMI cable, get a Thunderbolt cable for $40. Here you go. Way down here, you can add to bag another keyboard, but these are pretty much the exact same keyboards as the uh, Mac accessories page. So I agree it would be nice if they add one. I'm not saying they can't do it, but I feel like they never have, so they probably won't here. I was going to check if this... Yeah, Space Gray ones are still there. While supplies last. No! While supplies last. Oh, I'm going to miss these guys. I wish they would keep selling them. What a bummer. This is way too expensive. What is with the digital AV multi-port adapter being $70? It only brings back USB-A, HDMI, and USB uh, charge through pa uh, pass-through charging. What is with that? I don't get it. Um, do you think AirPod Studio will see... A <laughs> People are still calling it AirPod Studio. That doesn't exist. We'll see a price drop anytime soon? Probably not. Um, the HomePod got a price drop, I think, like after a year or a year and a half of being out, and it wasn't selling very well. I have a feeling AirPods Max might bizarrely be selling okay, so they'll probably just keep it at five fifty. Um, I think it's because of the colors. Apple doesn't want you to use an orange keyboard with your silver Mac Mini. Of course, that would be just sacrilegious. We can't allow someone to mix-match their colors. I know, that would be such a horrible thing, but yeah. I mean, they could. There is technically a silver Magic Keyboard with Touch ID. They could just allow you to have that at checkout. Um, but yeah, maybe not. Um, I want that to be a thing, though. Like you're pitching it, and I'm like, yeah, why not let people get a Touch ID keyboard with the M1? But they could have done that, I guess, before. What was really stopping them from making this happen? Look how barely blue this looks. It really. In here, it does not look blue at all under current lighting. This is blue, by the way. This is the keyboard that came with my... If I hold it in the light, it looks a lot more blue. But in person, it looks very gray. It's very grayish. Fairly unimpressed. Also, did you know that when you press the Touch ID button, it locks the Mac? No one told me that. That's kind of cool. I'm also resting my finger on the Touch ID button, and it's not doing anything. 
hey, let me unlock. No, it wants me to enter my password. Oh, well. But yeah, if I press this, it locks the whole Mac, which is kind of cool. I didn't know it did that. It's ice bluish. It's like, how little paint can we use? Unimpressed. How come on the MacBook redesigns, they decided to go with the inverted T arrow keys, but not on the iMac? They decided to make the side keys really big and bulky. What's the what's the point? I don't know. Sometimes Apple contradicts their design and I'm just like, I don't I don't get what they're going. Um Audio Technica, thank you for the Twitch Prime. Appreciate that. Give me a piss gold Mac Mini. <laughs> That's the gold we all want. Um I think it's yeah, must be because of the colors. Did you try pairing that keyboard to the iPad Pro and check if it unlocks it? Don't think I've seen what happens. I've not tried pairing it, but I I can guarantee you it will not work simply because the iPad does not have the software to set up a Touch ID sensor. So if I am guessing correctly, I could be wrong, but um, I believe that if you try to pair this keyboard to the iPad Pro, you can use the actual keyboard part, but the Touch ID button will do nothing. It'll just pretend this Touch ID sensor doesn't exist. Simply because the iPad Pro doesn't have the software to do a Touch ID setup. Green is a bit more noticeable. I think the purple slash orange would be more noticeable for those keyboards. Probably. Would it work on the iPad Air since it has Touch ID? I don't think so. Like, someone would have said that by now. Like, these Magic Keyboards with Touch ID have been out. And, yeah, Apple said it won't, so... um. It it theoretically could work. It just doesn't because Apple hasn't taken the time to optimize the software to do that. But yeah, it would be cool if it did. I agree. Touch ID only works on M1 Macs. But does it work? I don't, I don't have another M1 Mac to test this with, but would it work with an M1 Mac Mini? I haven't seen anybody try to do that. Nick should. He has an M1 Mac Mini. There's, I feel like it would have made headlines or it would have been in an article somewhere if it did work, which is why I'm guessing it doesn't. Um, let's see. I mean, every other iPad that's not an iPad Pro has Touch ID, but I haven't seen anybody say that the uh, Magic Keyboard with Touch ID works. Does it work with the iPod Nano? Can I give biometrics to my touch sensor? <laughs> That makes perfect sense. Apple said it would, yes. Interesting. And we know that Apple's track record is a little spotty, so it might not work. But I guess you can use the Touch ID Magic Keyboard with the M1 Mac Mini. So it's going to be a very expensive uh, keyboard, but you can technically do it. Interesting. Very, very weird decisions on Apple's part. I wish they would, you know what, just sell the keyboard separate and just make people read the fine print. You know, like, make sure you have an M1 Mac. That's all. Like, we don't need to, like, don't let them sell it. It would be confusing if it wouldn't work with Intel. Just be like, eh. Just do your research before you buy something. Just know what you're getting into. Uh, Magic keyboard with Touch ID compatible with all M1 Macs, but only sold with iMac. Okay, so now we know. Noted by Renee Ritchie, you can use the M. Uh, you can use the Touch ID keyboard with the Mac Mini. Good, nice to know. 
and you could probably pair it with uh, the MacBook Pro and MacBook Air for some reason. I don't know why you would. Now you've got dual Touch ID, but you can do it. Uh, there will be a tech video today. Yes, I did it on my Siri remote uh, updated experience. I've been using it over the weekend. Uh, I set it up the night we got the M1 iPad Pro, and I love it. And that video will be dropping later today. I'll upload it um, uh, right now. How long have I been live for? Yeah, I, can, I think it's about time. Haven't had a tech video in a while. I know I've been busy with all this stuff going on. But either way, give me new 14-inch MacBook Pro. Looks like, Iron Joey, you might not have to wait much longer. We could be getting it at June 7th, it sounds like. I'm still expecting there to be no hardware, but... All these rumors and stuff are alluding to there being a big M1X Mac refresh soon. So did you hear about the button that's inside of the iMac? I, f I fix it, found it. No, I didn't. I'll have to read more about that. But yeah, we could be getting it very soon. Not like, I don't know about shipping, but at least unveiling on June 7th, uh, according to FPT, which has a spotty track record. So it could happen, could not happen, but we'll see. Anyway, thank you all for watching. Hope you have an excellent rest of your day. Take care. Stay tuned for the deck video. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.